No one likes to watch movies with me. They don't like it. Why? <laughs> Because I will only watch certain movies. And if you don't want to watch a Disney movie or a romantic love story, then you need to watch with someone else because that's all my heart can take. Today, we're going to talk about why that is and what is important in that regard. What is important to watch and listen to, speak and to be around. It's so important in this world we're living in. Stay tuned because you're going to want to hear these tips that we have for a more calm, peaceful life. Welcome to episode 35 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women who have a heart to share our faith and our life's journeys with you. Our hearts are all about sharing the love of God with you because we know that that brings peace, a peace that passes understanding. Before we get started, though, we start every episode the same way. We get into that place of peace. We calm ourselves down by taking 20 seconds to be still and ask God to open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to the wisdom He'd be bringing us right now, this very day. So if you take some slow, deep breaths and close your eyes, if you're not driving, our 20 seconds start right now. That's it. That was 20 seconds. And that opening is so true. <laughs> Many people don't like to watch movies with me, but I bet you can resonate with it today. Because if I hear it once, I hear it many times a day that everyone right now in 2021 has shut off their TVs, has shut down the news, because everybody is getting that philosophy, Teresa, that I can't take that in. I can't listen to it anymore. It's upsetting my spirit. Absolutely, Renee. You know, in today's episode, which I love, we're going to be talking about guarding our ear gates, guarding our eye gates, watching the words that we speak in the company we keep. You know, in God's word, in the book of Proverbs, chapter four, verses 20 to 26, God says this, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words, meaning his word, the Bible. Remember, before I, I go on, the Bible is a book of patterns and principles. And when we read it and when we heed it and do what it says to do, it will lead us on a path of success. So again, I'm continuing in Proverbs chapter four. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast 
in all your ways. So I love that God is asking us, actually commanding us for our own sake to guard ourselves, guard our heart where the precious Holy Spirit resides. We're to be careful what we take in. And Renee, I, I just love uh, what you were saying in the introduction to today, that you are careful to know what you watch, what you see in a movie, because all of those things can get in our spirits. It can get in our souls. It can cause fear. It can cause anxiety. It can cause frustration. So we really have to be careful, especially in these last days, what we're listening to, what we're watching on the news. And if it's something that is not in concert with peace and with the word of God, we need to listen to our hearts and listen to the Holy Spirit and shut it off. So true. And it's so clear in that proverb. And if you're not familiar, the book of Proverbs, there's 31 of them, and they are considered the wisdom Proverbs, the wisdom book. And it gives us wisdom, which we all want more and more of. I certainly do. But it's so clear in that proverb that you read. I mean, how could it be more clear. So often we say, oh, I can't read the Bible. I don't understand it. Start with Proverbs. I bet you'll understand it. You know, do not, it says, I love that, Teresa, do not let the words out of your sight. Oh my gosh, you know, that's, that's just crazy. Don't let them out of your sight. And I think that we can all relate to it today because when I talk to those friends and they say they have shut down the news and they have shut down listening to things, it's brought them peace. So we all know today it works. It's so funny how it today we're realizing it really works, Teresa. It really does, Renee. Let's continue to talk about the words of our mouth. We're going to continue in the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs 18, verses 20 to 21, God's word says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied with shall be, excuse me, satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Wow. So God is saying, be very careful what comes out of your mouth, because what comes out of your mouth, the words actually set up and create events in your life. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightfully, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Wow. It goes right in concert with the Proverbs 18 that, that I just read. We have to be so very careful, especially in these days, to think before we speak, I think that is just such a great rule because why? We don't want to stir up anger. We don't want to stir up strife because anger and strife accomplishes nothing. You know, God says that he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I love that scripture. So we want to be those who are humble, who are being led by the Holy Spirit. We want to, we want to be those who bring peace to a strife-filled situation. And we can do that with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. 
I love this discussion of words, and we've had it a little bit before in previous episodes about the power of our words and whether you believe in God or not. Many people on this planet believe in the power of words, and they understand, and science has actually proven that they're alive, that they have vibrations to them. And I know when I first started learning and learning, Teresa, and really believing in the power of my words, I had to practice using my words properly. You know, practice is my word for 2021, and it's to do or perform repeatedly in order to acquire or polish a skill. So I have to practice using my words properly. And then guess what? After a while, and science says 10,000 hours of practice makes you a master, after a while, it just happens. The words come out of my mouth are always life-giving, are always fruitful, are not the opposite of that. And it's words for me and my spirit and my heart. And it's the words as well, Teresa, that I project on somebody else or someone else's life. That's right. You know, we're called to be encouragers in life. I'm not talking about hiding our head in the sand and not speaking truth when truth needs to be spoken. What we're talking about is a general way of communication that is always with us, that is always leading and guiding us. You know, Proverbs chapter 15, verse four says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. And if we're thinking that, well, okay, that perverse word came out of my mouth, it's not harming me, it's harming the other person. Make no mistake about it. What we sow in this world, we are going to reap. So we have to be so very careful, not only on behalf of the other person that's listening to our words, but for ourselves, because our words, Renee, are like a boomerang that comes right back to us. So I want to sow good and healthy conversations. I want to sow things, put uh, words in the atmosphere that bring peace, that bring understanding. Psalm 34 verses 12 to 16 says, who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? My goodness, who, do, who of us would say we don't want that, right? Here's the instruction. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And I love what comes next. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. So really, what is God saying? He is saying, I am here to help you produce good words out of your mouth. Even if your emotions are flooding, even if you just want to wring the neck, if you will, of the person you're angry with, if you step back, if you call out to God and even under your breath and say, Lord, I need your help here. He comes in like a mighty rushing river. He brings peace. He'll bring the words He'll bring the strength. He'll bring the anointing so that your words can produce life, not only for the person that is hearing them, but boomeranging right back to your life as well. Teresa, that's so true. Can you imagine what the world 
what the United States of America specifically would look like right now if we were all a little more careful with our words. And that's me too, right? Over the last few months, it's been tougher and tougher to practice what I preach, so to speak. But if we did, if we stayed conscious of it, it would be amazing. You know, it makes me think about my husband, Peter. I've talked about him before. You know we own a construction company, and you can imagine what the construction sites are historically like. And some years ago, when he embraced this philosophy for himself, I mean, many years ago at this point, he insisted on the construction site, if someone spoke a word that was not kind or was not appropriate, he would say, if you're going to speak like that, you need to leave the job site. Now, when he shows up at a job site, our project managers have already spread the word to the entire construction job site that Mr. Teller does not like language that is not proper, not appropriate. And they know it. So we can actually affect the space that we live in with this attitude, Teresa. We certainly can. I love that. I love that, Renee, because Peter knows the principle of words in an environment. And I love that. It not only helps the men and the women that are working for him, but it also helps. It helps the job itself. It's more productive. The individuals are more productive. And it comes right back to Peter. And I'm sure there are others that have said, hey, can you tell me how you came to that conclusion? Because most of the world is not operating like that. And we know, and here are some scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So even if we say, hey, I didn't come from an environment like that. Hey, I don't participate in that. I don't join in with that. Hey, if you're around it long enough, it's going to corrupt even your good habits. Someone I know says that if you hang around the riverbank long enough, you're eventually going to slip in. And that's so true here. And I love Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Please listen to God's word. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So I think the question of the hour is, do we want a successful, prosperous life? Do we want to bear good fruit? Do we want to, at the end of our days, when we have to give an account to the Lord, do we want to say, Lord, I followed your word to the best of my ability and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I, for one, say yes. And I try best I can to practice this. So if there is commotion, if there's evil being stirred up in my workplace, strife in the home, I try to bring through the anointing and the grace of the Holy Spirit, I try to bring peace through the words that I'm bringing to the situation. And we know from the first chapter of James, boy, when we ask God for wisdom, he gives it to us liberally and without reproach. Mm. 
It reminds me of a couple of things that actually come from my business background. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this? Progress, not perfection. God asks us for progress, not perfection. So don't get all tied up in how hard this is. You take one step at a time and you embrace one little act. One little act of kindness every day is all it takes to get the snowball rolling. And the other thing that I've always remembered is, and you probably heard it, that comment, that principle that you become the sum of the five people closest to you, that you spend the most time with, that you hang around with the most. Now, closest to you doesn't mean, you know, my son is clearly closest with me, but right now he lives in California and I don't see him very often. It's the people that I'm surrounding myself with, the people that we're working with, which is why Peter has that philosophy of setting a boundary. So we are affected by the people that are around us. Choose wisely, as I used to say, choose wisely who those five people are. That's a wonderful suggestion, Renee. And it's true. It's biblical. It's scriptural. And we know that whatever is in God's word, it, again, it's the patterns and the principles for a successful, prosperous life. And because of love, God gives us free will and the ability to choose. So I know that when I adhere to God's word and when I choose what his word is saying to do, oh, there's just a river of peace and there's a river of success and prosperity that fills my heart and affects other people in a positive way. Oh, that's so great, Teresa. I love this episode and I encourage you to share it with others because it's so important that we ignite this spark in everyone and share it so that we can change what's going on right now in our planet, in the United States of America. We do have a foundational scripture. If you've been listening, this is only our third episode of 2021, but already, Teresa, we're building the foundation. What is that scripture? We sure are, Renee. And, you know, we really want our listeners to understand, to put faith in the word of God. In our foundational scripture of Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. See you next week. Bye now. We love you. Thank you for listening. And I want to remind you that the show notes are all the scriptures that we talk about in every episode. We do want to make a minor correction to last week's. The show notes are correct, but when we recorded that podcast, there was an incorrect reference. So I need to encourage you to download these show notes. Use them to help you do all the things we talked about today. And we also have a Facebook community. Talk about surrounding yourself with like-minded people in a community where you can get questions answered and get uplifted by other people who think the same way you think. And last but not least, it's not too late to subscribe to this channel, rate and review it, and receive in the mail a free Well-Versed Woman journal. We encourage you to do that, and we'll see you next week. Bye now.